So the story goes, though it may be apocryphal, that the great writer, Ernest Hemingway, was once asked to show off his literary prowess by writing a story using only six words. And he responded, for sale, baby shoes, never worn. Inspired by the sheer power of trying to distill the truths of our stories and our lives into six little words, in 2006, Smith Magazine, an online storytelling project, began calling for submissions from its readers of six-word stories. The idea took off, and it turned into a published book series and a website, which I enjoy, called sixwordmemoirs.com. Every day, you can browse past offerings and enjoy their daily choice of the six-word memoir of the day. Today's was, Before Burning Bridge, Finish Crossing It. <laughs> Here are some other favorites. Always pushing on the pull bar. Has anyone ever done that on a door? Always pushing on the pull bar? Obsessive reading counts as productivity, right? <laughs> Ended my childhood by giving birth. And the flights back home take forever. <laughs> Judaism improbable as it may seem, comes with its own built-in six-word memoir, one we recite day in and day out, the piece of liturgy probably best known by Jews with all levels of Hebrew literacy, and its origin is in this week's portion of Va'ed Hanan. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. We say these words every Shabbat, indeed are commanded to say them daily. They're meant to be the last six words on our lips as we near death. And yet how often do we have the chance to think about what they really mean and what they might mean to us? When you have only six words to work with, each one is precious. Each one carries a greater weight. Shema. Listen, and listen conjugated in the singular. Moses is speaking to the entire community, and yet he addresses this story, the story of who they are as a people, to each solitary individual. We can never begin to know who we are, he seems to say, unless we open ourselves up to listen, really listen as one person. Yisrael, Israel. This is, of course, a name of an ancestor and of the people that Moses now leads and soon will leave. But what a name it is. Israel, God struggler. Listen, God struggler. These first two words alone call us to who we are as Jews. Call us to dig deep into what it means to listen and then wrestle. Listen and then wrestle as we shape our tradition in our connection to the divine. Adonai, 
the stand-in for the tetragrammaton, the four-letter ineffable word of God, yud Hey vav Hey. Now, Adonai translates technically to my Lord, but I like to render it as eternal or simply being. God's most primary and most primal name is made of the letters that sound like breathing, like air, like spirit. The only letters the Hebrew language requires to make the words for being, present and past and future. Eloheinu, that being, that great eternality is ours. What wonder there is in that, to be connected to the source of all that is and was and will be. Adonai, eternal being. Echad is one. This is, of course, the standard for the great invention of monotheism amidst a polytheistic tribal landscape. But it also goes much deeper, a final reminder of our connectedness, not only with one another as a people, but with the source of life in the universe that in fact that oneness might well be what many of us call God. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Well, that's quite a six-word memoir. But I want to complicate it a little bit. Through, though this line of Torah is so present in the hearts and minds of so many Jews, though, as you can see, each of its words has great power and meaning, it might not actually be the six-word memoir that resonates for everyone. I will never forget leading a Shiva minion and having the young adult granddaughter of the woman who had passed away coming up to me afterwards and saying, I really don't understand why we have to affirm God is the only God and we belong to God and to this people when all I'm looking for right now is comfort. Can't we skip the Shema tomorrow night? And I actually think that her response is far from blasphemous. It is, in fact, incredibly Jewish. She was, in that moment, a Yisrael, a God-struggler, who did not so much want to shema to hear in that moment about Adonai and Echad. The truth of her life in that moment was far different, and it required different words to be expressed. So I want to argue that though this tradition has given the shema and its meaning great primacy, it leaves space for that young woman and all of us who at times need different words to guide us, be it through grief or doubt, agnosticism, atheism or skepticism, anger or mirth, and everything in between. Because though the Shema is introduced here in this Torah portion, Va'et Hanan actually opens the door for more possibilities of what the guiding six-word mantra of the Torah might actually be. Later on in the portion, as Moses speaks in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he says, When in time to come your children ask you, 
what to the decrees, laws, and rules that the eternal our God has enjoined upon you mean? You shall say to your children. And he gives the great answer for why we do what God commands us to do. And guess what? The answer isn't the Shema, which wouldn't be a bad answer, by the way. We do it because we are a people and God is our God. But no. Instead, Moses says, you shall say to your children, we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Eternal freed us from Egypt with a mighty hand. We were slaves. Now we're free. The Torah understands that there are different forces at work that create meaning in our lives, which move us to act. And it does not demand one single reason or dogma, one single six-word memoir of who we are and what Judaism can be for us. It does, however, demand that when we are asked by the generations to come what we stand for, we better well have an answer. Perhaps the Shema is yours. Perhaps it is the story of the Exodus. Maybe it's the words of the prophet Micah who said, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly. Maybe it is Elijah experiencing God's presence in the loneliness of the desert after the fire, still small voice. Maybe your six-word memoir is only two, never again. No matter what brings you into this sanctuary each Shabbat, no matter what it is that feeds the fire of your Jewish and your human soul, I pray that you know that there is space for the unique six words of your story. That there is indeed space for the many hundreds and thousands of words you have written and will continue to write. And I hope that this Shabbat of the Shema a Shabbat of listening will move you to do your own listening, to discover what it is that drives you, what gives you purpose, what is it that makes you one with others and their own divinity, so that in a time to come, when you are asked, what does all of this mean to you? You will have, close to your heart, always on your lips, word for precious word, the beginnings of your answer.